0: for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out, out of the closet
1: and into your ears Hello and welcome to Shout out. I'm Andy Shorten. Welcome back Andy, I'm Steph <laughs> Barnett, today on the show uh, Edson Burton He's here to give his thoughts on the weaponising of the LGBTQIA community uh, And Public, the musical We talked to Kyla Stride about their new theatre production uh, All today, right here on Shout Out Is that going
0: to be your trademark now? <laughs> uh,
1: to be fair, it was my first before. well, you la- nicked Lara it from it. Lara. No, I didn't.
0: She nicked it from me. <laughs> <laughs> so i will be doing this longer then. So, where have you been for two weeks? Oh, just you know, hiding under a rock. Okay. Did you miss me? No. <laughs> we did. <laughs> I did.
1: Thank you, Terry. Thank you. And uh, just so. like to say, welcome to listeners on Ujima Radio. Yes. 98 yes. FM. Hello, yeah. Yes. DAB. Bristol. Yeah. Here in Bristol. Yeah. So that's 14 great. stations. Mm, I so. know. And it's great um, to join
2: Ujima in their 15th anniversary. Well, yeah. next month they're 15 years old. So yeah. happy birthday to yeah. Miranda yeah. and the team. Sorry. And yeah.
0: sorry I missed it as well, because it was our 13th birthday. Um, last, week? Last, yeah, last, week. Last, last week? Last week we celebrated
2: yeah. 13 yeah. years of yeah. shout-out. Yeah. Um, and yeah.
1: my 14th yesterday in 14 years in radio. Wow. Well. <laughs> I know, right? you can yes. learn how to drive a desk <laughs> one <laughs> these days. Well, one day. Well, that's
2: a shocking <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> really so,
0: and and i don't want to jinx it but the weather's looking good for pride
1: the weather now i don't know whether we should say that bristol pride has always had good weather because that no, will don't jinx, jinx it, it. it. <laughs> but at least been... our studio is undercover well what, we took two and a half <laughs> weeks true.
0: now two and a half weeks
1: three weeks it's yeah. crazy how time's going yeah, yeah. really is crazy yeah.
0: but they've
2: always been blessed with great weather
0: no not always
2: well, there was one year, yeah. I think. When it, when
0: it first started. There was, started, one. The, the there was, was like, And it was on College <laughs> <laughs> Green, if you remember. It was like a mud bus. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I, I know remember. that. That was because uh, that was the first year we ever bought um, Shout Out t-shirts with branding on it. Uh, uh, before we'd even got down. And it was before we used to broadcast Pride, because it, it was still quite, quite new. Um, and before we even got down to College Green, uh, where it was, we marched down from Berkeley Square. Um, we were all covered in mud. And I'm like, hmm, no, I'm not so sure white was a mm. good choice. But the reason we went with white is because it's normally hot. Um and the last thing you want to be is in a coloured or dark t-shirt reflex, when yeah. you're trying to do radio out uh, in the middle of pride. Yeah, yeah. So, did yeah. you have a hat on? What on when it was raining? Were
1: you safe? It was raining. You need to wear a hat. And the sunscreen. Oh, and um, back then I had hair, to it's be fair. So
0: <laughs> it didn't matter quite <laughs> so much. <laughs> as you lot as Well, made our listeners goes. aren't going to know that, Andy, are they?
2: <laughs> Neither so. are they going to know that he's wearing a fantastic item I of clothing am. this yes. evening. Yeah. Very fashionable. Yes.
0: A kilt. I'm in, I'm in the kilt, yeah. A and to be fair, colour. I am part Scottish, so right, it's not like I'm. Really? That doesn't rules. look Scottish yeah. to me. Well, it, it's made of it cloth as well, as opposed to like, the proper tart okay. and stuff. So, but it's a. it's a, it's a Are um, you wearing it Scottish style?
1: Uh, that would be Telling. Okay. Well, we check later. <laughs> we'll have to go to television. We to, get our uh, guest Edson love. Burton to, uh, <laughs> to to check because <laughs> I hear you're a doctor, aren't you? So you're you'll be able to do that.
3: I am. I'm not that <laughs> kind of. Doesn't matter, Edson. Stop backtracking. <laughs> What a wonderful if Expansive show
1: What a new
0: request For a guest I don't <laughs> That microphone Doesn't appear to be working Just so you're aware it's, oh, I don't know okay. If it's been switched off Or something But Edson Can I move you to the The one that There Is There that we right? are oh, okay. There we go Oh now
1: Oh can
3: yep hear you. I can hear me <laughs> <laughs> I can hear me now
1: So Oh are you going to do a set? We're drop one of the Tranks You can do a song <laughs> <laughs> <It> depends what
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Challenge I can sing along with the song Maybe I can sing along With the song Okay <laughs> Yeah.
0: so anyway welcome to the show it's lovely to have you on shout out how are you
3: yeah i'm good thanks i'm, I'm enjoying the sun but uh, i'm enjoying the sun from my window so <laughs> yeah i'm working on a play and i gotta get it done
0: so that that so, must yeah. be quite quite frustrating because you, you look at you see the sun outside like that uh, you know, i mean t- quite a few people get it if you work in an office or or the like it's uh, can
3: you not write a play in the garden yeah. uh yeah but what will happen is i'll just get pulled by every bird or flower or thing and there's, so there's something about the torment of being at the desk but i've got this big maple tree just outside the window and so today i was watching a spider wrap up a fly and i was trying to catch it in like a slow motion which yeah and see the whole thing unfold so yeah boom that that I oh, know, it's a bit grisly but, but it is It's amazing, <laughs> you don't often get to see like raw live action And I bet you still ate your lunch, didn't you? Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, I watch horror film slashes while eating food. Like, oh, oh
1: this. Look at pace. his head fly off. <laughs> oh, that's a nice bit of
3: turkey. <laughs> some of our listeners haven't had dinner yet. Oh,
1: some of them are probably vegan. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, there's one sat behind me. Oh,
3: uh, <laughs> Sorry, Ed. <laughs> well, we didn't eat the head, I guess to say. Just saw it fly. Oh, well, that's good then. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is is nature. It's spiders and flies. Spiders
2: aren't known for their table manners, though, are they? No, 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 no. to to my knowledge, there's no such thing
0: as a vegan spider.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's amazing what you
3: can do with genetics now. That that would
2: really really give the Daily Mail something to moan about. (laughs) The creation of vegan spiders. Tofu eating spiders.
0: (laughs) Mm. Uh, uh, Vegans, watch out for your fridge, (laughs) yes. Uh, anyway, that's not what you come to talk to us though.
1: <laughs> yeah, you need to turn the switch now because what we'd like to ask you is is quite serious, um, and that is the the rollback of rights around the world to the LGBTQ community, mm. basically weaponising, especially trans people. Um, what you, what's your take on it? Um, how do you see it panning out?
3: Panning out is one thing. I would say that there is a concerted and quite strategic action, I think, by right-wing forces that have kind of joined together and realised that this is an issue that they can distort, play with to create doubt and confusion among a a population, but also among people, among progressive thinkers. So, in a way, I, I think sometimes we've got to be alive to, just as in the Cold War, how right-wing thinking uh, can, is a movement in itself, and a radical movement, and it's clever. So I don't think these things are accidental. I think they are linked up. It's um, white, right-wing churches in the U.S. funding some movements. There are also other faiths which have their radical versions, and those extreme positions are looking at ways in which they can foster... Anger, resentment, create scapegoats and so on. And so, I think again, what we have to think is that there's a whole agenda. And I think when we are part of communities that are, um, you know, protected characteristics and so on, it is to just be really careful that, just to use that old idiom, when they said they came for the gypsies and I did nothing, and they came and you know, and, and as that saying goes, mm. they have to realize that right wing thinking fascist thinking has a whole spectrum of people that it resents it resents generally a progressive agenda so LGBTQI plus people you know stay away um women get back in the kitchen and black people stop moaning and be happy for whatever lot you can get Mm. that's you know and and in a way it's the attempt is to try and make us think that it's something more than that And also to pull out enemies um, within a broader coalition Mm. and I just think it's so important not to be fooled and for people to see the bigger picture the problem is with social media it was bad enough in the past (coughs) but now you have agencies you you have basically our own government yeah we have our own we have government but also Mm. you know when people sometimes turn to what they think is alternative media they say oh I'm not you know I'm not looking at mainstream media when I said, well, actually, if you're looking at a YouTube uh, source or a speaker who's got 100,000 followers, that's now mainstream media. So what's even presented is so you you have in some ways you, you have a problem where there's a proliferation of hate media, some of it masquerading as alternative, to which people turn, and now in a sense because they feel that. And ironically, they see media like the BBC and so on as progressive, so that they then turn to other sources, which they feel are giving you a wider uh, spectrum, a wider skinny on the truth. But again, it's quite surprising how people don't interrogate the sources of their information, Mm -hmm. so that because they don't interrogate the sources of information, they're often not realising that actually you're reading something which was concocted by a far-right white supremacist group and have it's, got nothing it, in common with you.
0: It's pretty clear it's gone backwards over the last few years. Do you think there was any one particular thing that was a catalyst to that, or do you think it was a whole load of things?
3: I think QAnon uh, and the versions of QAnon and Trump's flirtation with QAnon, but I think also the American right uh, Tea Party agenda has been working on this strategy for a very long time, and QAnon has embraced many others. So it isn't a new project. It's an old project, but it's gathering more people because it's very good at, at hiding the subtext, hiding who's behind these forms of media mm-hmm. and masquerading pretending to be something that it isn't. Well, so that's follow, a, the, follow it. You that, know, that's, follow
0: what the I was, that's what I was going to ask. You know, is, it, is it that they're actually homophobic transphobic etc or do you think a lot of this is being whipped up to hide other things
2: because I think that's
0: one of the things that's been being claimed especially with our own government it's like you know there's been so many things like party goat going on and all that kind of thing and you know some serious errors going on in our government but this has been the big thing transphobia and trans rights is like being made a huge thing by our government
3: yeah i think there's an mi- element of both i think there are um there is the return of the whole strong person strong man idea the populist thinking and it has its base it's a way in which and I, and i think the problem is that when political forces think only in terms of a base only in terms of winning not in terms of a wider representation community thinking in terms of actually what does it mean to govern a broad spectrum of people need some sense of responsibility and it's that sense of responsibility in politics which I think is lacking so that in terms of thinking of your base in terms of thinking of what getting elected it's as if the the gloves are off so there is an element of cynicism by some but unfortunately I, I think there are plenty of those who truly believe that trans rights is the biggest issue facing the entire universe because at the, the the wedge of that really is something broader, which is a whole world view. And that whole world view is what they see as being threatened.
1: Do you think that that's not just a deflection like the Nazis used in the Second World War with the, with the Jewish population, in that uh, people like DeSantis using trans rights, but then also doing underneath, getting rid of uh, any books to do with black history as well as uh, gay history?
3: Well, I think DeSantos is playing to a white Anglo-Saxon base, but he knows also that he can have his cake and eat it, that there'll be people within um, minority communities, people of colour communities, that might be supportive of some of of the, the hatred of LGBT people. But so that means that in some ways it breaks the coalition. It problematizes the, uh, uh, a broader coalition between progressive groups, you while understand? at the same time actually um, disrupting the, the presence of those groups and their agendas that they care most about. Sorry.
1: Do you understand though how because Trump managed to get quite a large Mexican vote? How is that when he was degrading them? and like like you said well, he was quite too faced
0: about it wasn't it? i mean it was yeah. like he he went on rallies and said he was pro-lgbt yeah. equality and the like yep. and, and went to loads of like well, um, prides pride and, and then <laughs> the first thing he did was try and cancel yeah. all their rights but well, he he was he, he lied to get the votes he got yeah. in and then he and then he um, yeah. yeah
3: well i think trump will do whatever will get him a win and he'll look at q on, yeah. he'll look at the followers look at the supporters and think yeah that will get me a win <clears> um We have to think in terms of the the idea that oppressed communities can also are complex, right? So it's entirely possible to be uh, a person who experiences discrimination on the grounds of color and also be homophobic. Yes. So, uh, and also bearing in mind that actually there are progressive thinkers across the board, people who believe in equalities and inclusion and diversity in all its forms who have a progressive idea of society generally but i think that's fewer than people who want equality for their particular group for their identity Um, and that means then that it's easy to play that and also you're going bearing in mind that often people migrate sometimes from backgrounds which are quite conservative but they also may migrate um into and want to belong to what they see as the normative of of a society so that means that sometimes you can assimilate the prejudices of that society even Mm. if in other ways you're discriminated against it so it's not really a surprise it's just shocking the level of cynicism in politics is i think is reaching all new know low um but again, I would say that we are in a cycle of the... Or we have been, perhaps, with Berlusconi passing and uh, Trump seeming to be indicted and Boris throwing his toys out. You know, maybe the strong man moment is gone. But I worry that the the, the storm they've whipped up and the kinds of alternative media that exist, so-called alternative, they're not very alternative. But those kinds of media mean that this cycle of populist narrow thinking is here with us for a while longer
0: mm. well f- f- fingers crossed it's um it's not going to be too much of a while longer but on a lighter note what, what have
1: you got coming up
3: um well on, on a lighter note i would say i've got plenty of stuff going on but what i'd love to uh, to say to listeners to go and see pretty red dress Um, By Dion Edwards and Georgia Goggins, the producer. Dion's the (coughs) writer-director. It's a film that um, I saw. uh, I was asked to to view by The Watched and I hosted a discussion preview yesterday. And it really explores masculine and feminine energies through a relationship, through a family dynamic. Uh, Someone comes out of prison and their partner is auditioning for a Tina Turner musical. Now, I can't say more than that, but uh, it's definitely, I think of interest to Outlook listeners and it's a beautiful film, very intelligent um, real testament to the director to, um, and it's celebratory. It, it goes places, you know, heavy places, dark spaces, but I would also say actually it's optimistic in its way. So um, I want to plug something that I've had the pleasure to be involved in, but I'm not actually doing.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> cool listen thank you so much for coming and talking to us it's uh, lovely to catch up with you we'll, we'll leave you to go meet jim and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and see how your spiders doing yes. <laughs> uh, hopefully we'll have you on the show again in the future yeah, I'd uh, love to uh, come but back. for for now everyone uh, the lovely edson burton uh, stay with us you're listening to shout out back in a minute shout
2: out lgbt radio for you
0: the Chef Hat Podcast. As a sweat.
2: I want to make you sweat. <laughs> <A> new Doggy. <laughs> hey,
4: guess what? It's ruined the house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and David Guetta a nice uh, yeah, nice <laughs> uh, summary size. especially for Edson so we can go work out work out at the gym yeah, a bit of a no,
2: gym no with training. Jim
4: he's working out with Jim uh, <laughs> at the gym <laughs> with at Jim. the gym with Jim yeah Jim yeah.
0: really loves it at the gym <laughs> 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 there must be personal trainers called Jim of get course a little bit confusing. Jim's Jim <laughs> <laughs> i go there
4: all the time uh, they must get bored
1: sick <laughs> mustn't they oh Jim at the gym yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway should we get some new headlines oh,
4: let's go on Thank you. This is Shout Out News with Terry Starr and Ezra Peregrine.
2: ABC Radio Australia reports that some sense of justice has been achieved in the 35-year-long campaign to find the murderer of gay academic Dr Scott Johnson near Sydney. Johnson, a court heard, was an American visiting the city when killed. The presiding judge noted that Johnson was a gentle and brilliant mathematician, compassionate and considerate. The same could not be said for his assailant, Scott Philip White, who punched Johnson, causing him to plummet to his death white tried to maintain his innocence even after confessing to his niece that he had been responsible for the death of johnson dr johnson's brother steve told media that he was relieved at the court's outcome this sentence he said means that this is over we're one of the lucky families that has a killer behind bars i think our family has got some peace and i would say even closure The judge, Justice Robert Beach Jones, said that he was unable to determine whether the assault on Johnson was motivated by hate. But the family, along with many in Sydney's thriving LGBTQ plus communities, have always maintained that it was. In the 1980s, some 80 gay men were murdered by homophobes who threw them off cliffs in Australia. The New South Wales Police Force notes Wikipedia have expressed regret that they did not adequately support the gay community at that time when they could have saved innocent lives.
4: We in the world of grassroots community broadcasting always welcome grassroots LGBTQIA plus media projects that give our voices extra strength. And, well, we even like to see the bigger corporates get on board as well pride at global the network for lgbtqia people within the national radio stations including heart capital and smooth radio has announced that it will be marching with its own float in both london and brighton prides rcs radio today a media news website said lgbtq plus staff and allies will be marching at both events playing their pride playlist pride london is being headlined by gender non-conformist hero and singer adam lambert whilst the black-eyed peas will be headlining pride in brighton and their international hit where is the love is most definitely an lgbtqia plus anthem
2: last friday night bbc4 television spent the evening in the company of the legendary roberta flack singer of acclaimed soul albums and some of the best loved hits of the 70s and 80s including tonight i celebrate my love and of course the first time ever i saw your face flack posted on facebook this week her classic rendition of love is a song for pride month and asked us all how are you celebrating love today
4: the National Secular Society, which campaigns for separation of church and state, reports on some progress this week, but also makes a warning. It says a UN Committee on Child Rights has, for the first time ever, recommended the government scrap faith based admissions criteria in English schools. As the UK becomes more irreligious and religiously diverse, parents are finding their children locked out of their local schools simply because they don't belong to the right religion. Our schools should reflect the country's ethnic and religious diversity, not segregate children on the basis of faith. Religious groups seek not only to control school admissions, but also what is taught inside them. This week we've also raised concerns about the two of the five panel members appointed by the government to review the relationship and sex education curriculum after it emerged they had ties to religious organisations with homophobic and misogynistic views.
2: Now, in theatre news, Gay London Life magazine says that gay actor, singer and activist Will Young gives a breathtaking performance as the lead in the new play Song from Far Away, which is showing at the Hampstead Theatre from the 28th of June to the 22nd of July it's an unforgettable story they say with a personal letter to those left behind on a crisp winter day in new york wilhelm receives a phone call it's time to go home home to amsterdam to an estranged family and forgotten relationships it goes on as the he reflects on his life unwilling to face the future he finds himself reaching out to the brother he has lost the nearest tube station to the theater is swiss cottage and for more information you can visit hamstertheatre.com.
4: Despite the unravelling of democracy in the US re- with Republican controlled Senates passing rafts of restrictive anti-gay, anti-trans and anti-African American legislation, President Biden has shown that there is another side to the state. The gay newspaper the Washington Blade reports that more than 1,000 guests from LGBTQIA plus community organisations attended an event at the White House. The Biden-Harris administration has more openly LGBTQI+ people working at entry level of government than ever before. With Families across the country facing excruciating decisions to relocate to a different state to protect their child from dangerous anti-LGBTQ laws. We have to act, Biden said. We have to act as a nation. We need to push back against the hundreds of callous and cynical bills and laws introduced in states targeting transgender children, terrifying families and criminalising doctors and nurses. These bills and laws attack the most basic values we have as Americans. That's not hyperbole, said the President. It's a fact.
2: Good morning America. On network television in the states meets with a black transgender woman tiara kelly who avoided both the mass murders and gun violence at the pulse nightclub in 2016 and club q in 2022 she says i've been through this twice there's no way i will make it through a third time and that's literally my thought almost everywhere i go good morning america notes that as a black transgender woman Racism and transphobia in the States has never allowed Kelly to feel truly safe. She said that, the, that she refuses to cower in the face of hate. That's the desired outcome of violence to force the community into hiding. Instead, Kelly has founded a drag family, drawing on the rich experience of African-American and Latin LGBT plus people in cities like New York. Helping young trans and gender non-conforming people, Kelly is uplifting the whole community. You can read the full interview with Tiara Kelly and meet her drag family at goodmorningamerica.com.
4: And it's been announced that bisexual hero actor Julie Goodyear is suffering from dementia. The announcement was made by her husband, Scott Brand, from their home on a farm in Lancashire. Miss Goodyear will be remembered by several generations of television viewers as glamorous and feisty bar owner Bette Lynch at the long-running ITV soap opera Coronation Street. The character first appeared in 1966 before becoming a regular fixture on the street between 1970 and 1995. Her final appearance of the programme was in 2003. Goodyear has also been a radio DJ at Talk show host, a panellist on quiz games, and a campaigner for cancer charities and for a local hospice. Mr. Brand said that his wife would continue to enjoy meeting fans, but that he hoped that they would continue that they would understand if she was at times confused and forgetful.
2: And finally, here in Greater Bristol, where our home stations BCFM, Ujima Radio, Bradley Stoke Radio, Thornbury and Caintham Town Community Radio all broadcast, the Radical Bookstore and Arts Project, the People's Republic of Stokes Croft, have launched a special selection of rain. Rainbow-themed Pride mugs and books. Now, whilst some on the left of our community criticise the corporate rainbow themes of Pride Month, the People's Republic as a non-profit making social enterprise should keep everyone happy. Their mugs are available exclusively through their shop online and on Jamaica Street. They are also selling a wide variety of books, which will please radicals, progressives, and LGBTQIA+ people everywhere. To see more of what they have available and what this social enterprise invests its profits in, then please visit prscshop.co.uk
4: You can find more news on our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt Please do keep in touch with Gay Newswire media through the week for all the latest developments of Shoutout News. This has been Ezra Peregrine
2: and Terry
5: Starr Shoutout News National and International LGBT News for you shout
2: out lgbt radio for you
0: the shout out podcast uh, beautiful people wish we all are
2: bit of a trancy tune that yeah. a bit queen shillingy on a yeah. summer well, night that's betty yeah. Benassi.
0: Uh, that one with uh, Chris Brown. Lovely. Oh, sorry, sorry, it's Chris Brown featuring Betty Benasio. She's mm. there the right way around.
1: It's um, a good track.
0: It is, yeah. A few years old now, I think. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm ancient definitely. it is indeed. Yeah.
1: Ancient. <laughs> not the best sub
0: that you like. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, public the musical.
1: Yeah, Kyla Stroud. Uh, so, add a chat. Now, this is very, very unusual. Now we usually have people who are stuck in toilets, but this is people stuck in a toilet. Now, you know and I know that this show loves going to the Edinburgh Fringe. In fact, we don't care. We we'll go to any fringe. Um, theatre is very magical and especially fringe theatre. Um, I'm joined by Kyla Stroud and uh, you've been putting together something called Public. Kyla, before we get into that, let's let's go back to when you were growing up. So has theatre always been in your blood?
5: Um, I wouldn't say theatre's been in my blood. Uh, Music has always been in my blood. Both my parents are musicians. Um, I like singing from probably as soon as I got out of the womb with my twin sister, you know, in perfect harmony. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Are are
1: are your parents famous?
5: Uh, My mum was in quite a well-known Eurovision band. Uh, So okay uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that for now and uh no my dad was a, a bass player so was quite happy sort of being in the background um but yeah two very different sides to the industry two do- very different types of music Um my mum actually did do like a bit of theater throughout um like some some West End shows throughout my teenage years so when it was around that time uh, Ten or eleven, that uh, she said. Oh, I'm going to be doing this production would you and your sister. Like to be in it as well. And
1: uh oh, well, we seem to have uh, come to- and hit a wall. Yes, that's it- happened
5: once before. So.
1: Right. So, what are we going to default and just rebooting the whole studio? No, I'm going to see if I can make it play again. Bear with. Right. So, what's the, happening
2: in the world then, Terry? Is, this is <laughs> an essential community radio experience. And the computers fail, which, which they do on all stations. I'm Talking afraid. of that, you know Global, if really?
1: their systems fail, they've got a copycat suite of st- of uh, studios in Bristol. So that if London gets hit by a bomb or anything, they just start broadcasting in Bristol. It's weird to see, because they mm. don't use them. They've got an empty newsroom full of computers... A yeah. studio for, like, Classic FM and all the others. Yeah, the, like they own Heart, Heart, yeah. LBC, that's all those yeah, stations, yeah they've, yeah. they've even got names on the doors for who's going to be, you yeah. know, in that studio. We
2: are very much the other end of broadcasting. It's very much <laughs> broom cupboard broadcasting <laughs> at this end, and I wouldn't change it for the world. I love community radio yeah, broom cupboard. and hospital radio and so on. It's where the real, you know, it's like football. It's not with the big clubs, I say. It's with the grassroots, people that play Sunday leagues, things like that. Hmm. and it's very much like that with
0: radio <coughs> excuse me i was annoying i was enjoying listening to that piece as oh well. uh, yes, yes me is. too and
2: did has anyone guessed who the identity of the, the person mom. is yeah. Yeah. i know we'll tell
1: you at the end so be yeah. your start for 10 so who is kyla stroud's mum? exactly uh, are we able to rejoin the piece just yeah,
0: hang on let me just see
2: yes
1: these now, things you happen, know and i know the this show loves going to the Edinburgh Fringe. In fact, we don't care. We we'll go to any fringe. Um, theatre is very magical, and especially fringe theatre. Um, I'm joined by Kyla Stroud, and uh, you've been putting together something called Public. Kyla, before we get into that, let's let's go back to when you were growing up. So, has theatre always been in your blood?
5: Um, I wouldn't say theatre's been in my blood. Uh, music has always been in my blood. Both my parents are musicians. Um, I like singing from probably as soon as I got out of the womb with my twin sister, you know, in perfect harmony. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, are, you, yeah. are,
1: you, are your parents famous?
5: Uh, my mum was in quite a well-known Eurovision band. Uh, Ooh. So okay uh, I'll, I'll leave that, at that for now okay. and uh no my dad was a, a bass player so was quite happy sort of being in the background um but yeah two very different sides to the industry two do- very different types of music Um my mom actually did do like a bit of theater throughout um like some some West End shows throughout my teenage years so when it was around that time uh 10 or 11 that uh she said oh i'm going to be doing this production with you and your sister like to be in it as well and uh we were we both loved to sing so we were like yeah if it's a, if it's a chance to get on stage and have a sing absolutely and um, so that was our first introduction into musical theatre I and then that was the whole of my teenage years basically it's where i met my best friends you know through through amdram and through stagecoach uh, particularly but um yeah, I lived for Sunday, Sunday afternoons doing those, um, those shows, you know, Wheel Rock, Queue, Footloose, all the, uh, especially, I was always especially interested in um, anything that had kind of a pop rock, like, contemporary score to it. My sister will, like, loves all musical theatre, whereas my, I was always sort of more heading towards the the contemporary sounding um, vibe, but It was uh, around 15, 16 that I, um, I always, so I always played guitar, but around 15, 16, I decided that I wanted to try and start writing music and my own music. And I started a singer songwriter project, which was, uh, yeah, actually very soon after that kind of became my life for the next 10 years, which is really scary to say that you've done anything for 10 years. I know that sounds like, Probably, oh no, you're still very young, but you know, I think it's this pandemic. I went into the pandemic at 25 and now I'm nearly 30 and, it, and it's scaring me. It's scaring me a little bit. But, um, yeah. So I did, uh, 10 years of, of being a singer songwriter and, um, was very fortunate to, I say fortunate. I, I grafted away, <laughs> um, managed to get myself a publishing deal. Um, you know, supported some, some really cool artists uh and yeah it was it was all going great up until the point where i realized um i didn't really love it very much i say it was going great it was going great as a success story of someone who set an aim and was sort of heading towards it but um i wasn't enjoying my time in the music industry uh to be honest i was pretty lonely as like a sing a songwriter just spending time on my my own most of the time um so yeah it was uh actually when the pandemic happened that i i had a chance to reflect and look at when i was last i was like when was i last really happy like creating something and and uh i came back to that that sort of 11 to 16 year old me in in amdram and being like, I, I loved musicals, like musicals were always so fun to me. And, um, I'm that, I'm that loser. It will not loser really, but I am that loser who listens to, you know, magic at the musicals most of the time on the radio instead of listening to radio one and, and radio six, which all my cool like music friends were listening to. And um, so I thought, you know, it was always kind of in the back of my head when I started writing songs that maybe one day I would pluck up the courage to try and write a musical. Uh, But to be honest, never really thought I'd have it in me. But then we had this pandemic and all of a sudden I had all this time. Um, so I I started, just started writing. And uh yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just talking, but I guess that is the idea of a radio interview.
1: Absolutely. It'd be very difficult if you weren't talking. Um <laughs> Now when you said about um it is funny how um because th- um I'm a lot older than you how how generational it is to, for people to think they've been doing something a long time if they've been in it for 10 years whereas back when I was your age it was people were in their jobs for life you went in as a kid and you come out retired yeah. about 30 40 years but now things have have changed and um I guess that's good because you're you're continually reinventing yourself, aren't you? you know, and moving forward in life and getting a lot more experiences,
5: yeah, I love that like approach to it. I think that um so many like my parents' generation my my parents are both well my mum's nearly seventy, my dad's seventy, and for their generation, like obviously they were very lucky that they were both doing something creative that they loved and have always loved, so it's never really felt like a job, but I think. A lot of people are exactly that, always um, sort of under the impression that once you've decided, that's it, and and that's you set, you can change, you know, maybe you'll change the company you work for, but you're going to still do the same role. Um, And I think that's also really instilled in us in school, even still now. Like, I'm I'm 29, and uh, so I've I've been out of school for over 10 years now, but I still remember um, speaking to the... Uh, whatever they're called, the guidance counsellor or, or something. And them saying like, oh, so what are you going to do? And I was like, oh, I want to be a, I want to be a songwriter actually. And they were like, so what's your, what's your backup? Like what's, what's the real job? And it's just like, well, no, no, there's, there's no backup. Like that's what I'm going to do. And you know, and one day if I, if I, I'm not passionate about that anymore, I'll do something else. And, um, that was also obviously coming from a very privileged position where I had parents in the music industry. So that was always a realistic option for me. I was like, yeah, you can do that. Not knowing that obviously the eighties was a much easier time to be in the music industry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think, I don't know if, if, if you feel this, but, um, definitely during the pandemic, I think we all got a bit of a reality, uh, shock of, um, there's there's just no point in doing anything that doesn't make you happy or right. or even it's not that it doesn't make you happy but you should never be in a job where it makes you unhappy because there are plenty of jobs I've done I've worked bars I worked bars all throughout my teenage years and yeah the job wasn't great but I worked with wonderful people so I I was happy I was and and that kind of brings me into a nice tangent round to why I ended up doing deciding I wanted to do musicals Um, I know I wanted to be around people and and people that I could connect with. And I've always loved creative people. Um, The music industry was a different one because there's a lot of cool people. And I'm doing the inverted commas thing. There's a lot of cool people in music who, are, you know, sometimes aren't necessarily the kindest people. But I do think overall, like most of the time, creative people, because we're so passionate and so like, like, emotionally driven you know they they care a lot and and that's been like the best thing about doing this project is just feeling like every day i get to work with people that i really enjoy the company of and i also think are so talented and it's just a joy it's just Mm. been that joy
1: right tell us a bit about the plot public the musical how did it come about how did it sort of just state in your mind and um and basically what is the, what is the plot or d- no spoilers mind no spoilers kind of just uh, just a basic <laughs> plot
5: so it's it's an interesting one and i don't know if this is because i didn't come from a like i didn't train in theater or anything like that so when i came up with this idea um it was from quite a selfish point of view of like, what would I like to see on stage? Um so I knew I wanted it to be um, like conversation based. So instead of it being this massive story arc of like um, these, you know, and then an explosion happens and then this, and then, you know, it's, and then there's the romance. And then it being like your typical kind of uh, musical that takes you on all these different journeys. I wanted it to be very simple in its concept. So that we could really focus in on these characters and their conversations. So the show is about four strangers who get trapped in a gender neutral public toilet, um, which was all really important to me because another thing that was happening during the pandemic is I was, uh, looking at, um, gender and and you know sort of tearing apart that again and being like you know I've already come out but I'm not sure that's fully all of it and (laughs) and
1: doing most people write stories about being trapped in lifts but I think you must be the first to have people trapped in a gender neutral toilet
5: well I was trying to figure out a way of doing something that felt um it felt like something we could all relate to um no matter what uh your gender, sexual orientation, any any way you define yourself. Um, But then was also uh, important enough. You know, it's such a, um, I don't like using this word, but it is a controversial subject, I suppose, like talking about um, the idea of gender neutral toilets. Everyone's got an opinion and I wanted to create something that was so full of love and positivity um surrounding this uh normally controversial i guess um location and also like tear apart those stereotypes tear apart those preconceptions and and put in characters that some of which will like infuriate you at some point some of which you'll just absolutely love and and they're just for normal people who all have faults and all have beauty and they all have these conversations throughout this one-hour piece of theatre Um alongside a, hopefully, this is quite arrogant, so, no, I can't say I'm hopefully a pretty good pop rock score written by me.
1: <laughs> oh, go on, Kate, say it, say it.
5: <laughs> no, it, yeah, I'm I'm really proud of it. Like, it's probably the thing like my music career there was a lot to be proud of um even though it, you know it didn't go as far as maybe I originally thought it would go when I was younger but this is probably the thing I've been like the the proudest of um that I've that I've done and so um yeah it's that's did I get did I answer your question did I give you the basic plot so they get stuck and I you think
1: I that. think you did I think we got the idea four people gender neutral toilet trapped
5: Yes and um, they they have an hour before maintenance arrives to let them out. Um, so we follow that hour in real time okay. um these characters. So it does um,
1: say it does say musical. So are they all singing?
5: They are. I mean it's not all sung through. There is script and um it's very funny. There's some real uh real comedy moments, but it's very realistic in like you can imagine seeing that happen and um, the characters are very much based on uh, people that I thought nearly everyone would know at least one of them, you know, if not all. They're um, in their stereotypical form but obviously we tear those stereotypes apart throughout the show and then it all kind of leads up to when they eventually do get out of the toilet. <laughs> Spoiler.
1: Nice. Now, um People obviously want to know how to get tickets, and the, the dates, and where it's going to be performed. Um, so, go, Kyla.
5: Right. So let me let me just double check it. So, uh, it's publicly musical. It's on the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. From the 2nd of August to the 28th of August, um, you can get tickets on the Pleasance website, which is also our venue, which is Pleasance2, which is pleasance.co.uk. You can also get it on the Edinburgh Fringe website um, if you just search on there, what's on. Uh, It's 6.30pm every day, uh, apart from the 9th and the 21st. So it's going to be a busy old month for us. And um, we also have a work in progress showing in London on the 25th of July, which is at Arts Depot in North Finchley. Uh, all of these links, to be fair, if you go to our Instagram, um, which is at public underscore the musical, you can um, go to our uh, link tree and all the links are there.
1: Excellent. Thank you. Hi Lestrade, break a leg and good luck for the future.
5: Thanks so much.
1: For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt.
0: Shoutout.
5: LGBT Radio for you. Uh,
0: so, are we saying who? <laughs>
2: Yes, I think um, you ought to make uh, your mind who? up. Who who mind who? Make, <laughs> make your
4: mind up. <laughs> who was it then? Who? Yeah. who?
1: Cheryl Baker. Well, well, um, that wasn't Cheryl Baker. No, that was <laughs> that was her daughter. Yeah, um, Cheryl was actually in the garden, um, actually gardening oh. at the time. She
4: wasn't gardening in the garden, was she?
1: Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. No. Well, Cheryl's
2: in
4: her living you? room.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl's lovely it's just like as well. Jim's we've at the gym, we've spoken it? to Cheryl, haven't we? Yes, we
1: did. Western Pride couple of years yeah. ago Oh,
2: many years ago. That was yeah. before Covid Oh mm. The well. days before Well, I'm,
4: I've only done one Pride Because the last you Pride You be lasted Covid when we yeah. and, and
0: Western Pride this year has been delayed It's yeah. happening in September
4: mm. Indeed, so. indeed and So I'm really looking forward to this year's Pride Are you all? Mm.
1: Yeah, Who's yeah. Your I'm looking forward to Bristol so Pride so as well? That's what I meant, yeah. sorry,
4: Bristol Pride Who, who, What act are you most looking well, forward Well, it's going to be Jake Shears. Ah, looking see, my,
1: Nat- Natalie. For yeah, me. that's
4: and me too.
0: Yeah, yeah Natalie oh.
4: Brulia. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to Nadine Coyle as well. I like them all. I still love too. the
0: fact that the tradition is that Sing Out open it as well, which is really oh good. yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. In fact, I think we've got them on in a couple of weeks, haven't we? We it?
1: have, yeah, yeah. So. I don't know whether they're, they're going to be singing. I'm not sure how many are coming into the studio, but uh, <laughs> I'll sing if they don't. I'm sure Give a you a will. Ditty. Yeah. I'm sure. Must apologise for the technical gremlins that got into our system. <laughs> I know
4: those pesky
0: little. Joyce a community radio.
1: I think I yes. think we covered it fairly well.
2: I oh, think so. everyone was <laughs> cool as a cucumber.
1: <laughs> it is, well, that's because <laughs> it is nice cold in cool. here. Cool, cool as a it's cucumber. It's cool with
2: the aircon. Yeah, I'm a bit yes. nippy. I've got to say. It's very warm outside. At the Absolutely. Oh, don't, don't knock it. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, it's not. lovely.
0: Not. Officially, it's a heatwave, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
4: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. It has to be
1: four days, I think, above yeah. normal temperature, mm-hmm. doesn't mm-hmm. it? It's going to be heatwave. the same for the whole weekend. Yes. Yeah.
4: Oh, well, that's yes. nice. I'm Until taking my Until Sunday, weekend, I believe. So. It's mm.
0: due to change. But the problem is, you never know. I mean, mm. I, I, I'm sure when I was a kid, they, they used to get it more accurate than they do these days with the big <laughs> supercomputers. Well. The, the weather well. yeah, yeah. yeah well. sometimes.
2: they
4: know. just licked their finger and put it up to the sky and said right yeah it's going to be windy
2: <laughs> British weather is difficult to predict isn't it because we have a ma- maritime climate so you really do get four seasons yeah. in one day I mean I think yeah you know, like
0: I mean. <laughs> I mean, the jet stream
4: <laughs> <there. laughs>
2: uh, very, uh, uh, very yes, good very yes, good like that yes I can clarify um,
4: that thank
2: you <laughs> thanks Jeff yeah. so, so yes Jake Shears now there's somebody who looks good in uh, a pair, pair of uh, Led the, per- Led the Shores yeah, he, <laughs> he, th- he looks he good in everything around. He's
4: a very He's attractive a very, man But so is <laughs> yes. Natalie I mean sorry Natalie's a very attractive woman um, I think it's a very attractive line Indeed it's a very attractive They're all very <laughs> <laughs> They're also extremely
2: talented Good looking pride this year <laughs>
0: Brilliant. <laughs> so anyway, that's it for this week. Uh, not long until Bristol Pride. Do you remember, we will be broadcasting live all day during Bristol Pride.
1: Come in march, dance, party, celebrate live, or enjoy it all on your radio box thingy. Uh, Shout is
0: where it all starts with us. Uh, next week, it's Amanda Jet Knox, which I know Jete. Knox. Oh, okay. So, that was all I had on the script, so I don't know what it's about. But we'll okay. find out next week,
1: so You will. <laughs>
0: uh, from myself, Terry Ez, and Steph,
1: say bye-bye, everyone. bye Bye-bye. Now. Shout out.
5: LGBT radio for you.